0: Welcome to the Luke and Pete show. It is Monday, the twelfth of October, approaching winter as quick as a freight train. One of those weird trains that go under the wrong um, bridge and it shears the top off everything. <laughs> They're always exciting. Uh, Pete Donaldson and Luke Mill with you for another Monday. How are you doing, Luke? You all right?
1: Pretty good, thanks. Yeah, I'm firmly ensconced in the warmth of Chateau Mormont. Um, nice. The heat. I've just literally heard the heat in. Kick into action. Crank in. I've got a jumper on. Uh, I'm going to be fine. Uh, everything's good. How, how was your weekend, mate?
0: Have you have you packed your anus for uh, like a bear for winter? You always say that around this time of year. It's like every year
2: I you do. say that. I, you like it. I like the idea of you idea packing of your anus?
1: You, You've refused to answer, answer my question about how your weekend was by asking me if I've packed my anus.
2: <laughs> and that
1: is not the behaviour of a of a uh, of a firmly balanced, uh, well
0: uh, balanced Breakfast. individual. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it was good i went to two separate um what do you call them car boot sales um or for the americans a garage sale outside of a garage what do they call it yeah. a free market free before market. we get
1: into that Pete, um, but can, can mm-hmm. you just tell me just remind me having said what i've just said and i'm very, very excited to yeah. see it here to see that you've moved to your uh, to move to the to the life stage of uh, going to car boot sales on your own not my mm-hmm. dad does that yeah um yeah and he's in his 60s um but before we get into that what do bears pack their anuses with do you know uh dirt and
0: twigs and leaves twigs well small twigs i guess i mean if you're picking up dirt there's going to be twigs within won't it but it's what are they, dirt. what do they do it for to slow their own kind of um, digestive system down or something i think yeah i think it's to stop them pooping pooping where they sleep so to speak i think that's the situation because I've I read before
1: that um, bears bears have been observed to give birth while hibernating.
0: Incredible, isn't it? Because yeah. I mean, when they're hibernating, they're not always asleep, are they? They're just like they're just in a kind of they're in a half sleep, half awake kind of like I'm in meows kind of situation. They
1: slowed their they I think they slowed up. their heart rate right down, don't they? And their and their kind of their vital signs go very very low. I think maybe yeah, mm. I'm not entirely sure whether they completely. Um, Sleep or not But I mean Imagine how hungry You'd be after waking up After that
0: (laughs) Yeah you'd be famished Wouldn't you You'd be straight down Mackie D's for a breakfast
1: Because I I think um, Have you seen that Werner Herzog Documentary movie um, Grizzly
0: Man Is that the man Who gets eaten at the end Spoilers Oh
1: there we go there oh, we go. There we to go. be fair I think there it's a film from like the 90s so it's not not yeah. the spoil, the spoiler um the spoiler um limit has been reached yeah so mm. but, but I think the reason the reason that it ends so badly for him is because I think he starts associating with the bears like earlier and earlier each year and if you do that they're obviously hungrier and hungry because they come out of hibernation in the spring and they, and they need to fatten up. I mean, they put on loads of fat and weight before they hibernate, which obviously yeah. sustains them. So when they come out of the um, hibernation period, they are quite literally ravenous. And a, <laughs> uh, a mad, blonde-haired, just wildly gesticulating man is probably like a red rag to a bull. And, and so he, they, they, he was guided against is, it, but he refused to stop. Yeah. He refused to stop going earlier and earlier. You're supposed to wait to a certain period of time where they're actually sated and they're a little bit more docile. Mm.
0: Their, their first thought was, did that guy almost get the cheers job behind Woody Harrelson? And then their second <laughs> thought is lunch. Because if, if he had got the time. cheers
1: job ahead of Woody Harrelson, they probably would just ask for his autograph.
0: <laughs> and, it,
1: and it would have been yeah. fine. A couple of selfies and off you go. Yeah, kind what's of Frasier thing. like? <laughs> that, fresh that was really interesting so for people who haven't seen Grizzly Man uh, this Werner Herzog documentary movie about a a guy obsessed with bears who leads this educational thing around grizzly bears and stuff and, but he's obviously a little bit a um, little bit um, strange and mm. the one of the big sliding doors moments of his life was that he was an actor but he didn't get the job of Woody in Cheers Woody Harrelson got it and so that sent him off on this different path isn't that fascinating
0: yeah it's incredible I mean you could say like uh I guess there's a jump off point with everybody's life that you can sort of go well that's where it started to to, to go wrong or to go right but I mean it, if you're in the acting game it's, did you think it, about that when uh... you are at the car boot <laughs> <laughs> I like the car boot well I went to a car boot by myself uh in, in a place called Apsley uh and I walked over and there honestly it was about 10 cars maximum i was like yeah. well that, this isn't good enough But what um, are you bringing so, to the party finances uh, true. 300 quid drawn out of the drawn out of the atm love um, that you had, you had a, pocket full of, a pocket full of 50s pocket full of dead presidents yeah. slash um celebrated chemists Sky um, high, high pipes yeah exactly um i was ready to get involved but yeah i went the first one uh, that said um i did find at the first one um, something like sixty wrestling figures that I bought. Yes, pound each. Nice. How many did you buy? I, there was about sixty of them, pound each. I was but you like, bought all That's... of them. Yeah, she couldn't believe it. Mate, she wish she would uh, Did you get a discount on, on bulk? No, but the but I did recommend the excellent wrestling podcast Wrestle Me to the woman. But Pete, <laughs> this is mate into wrestling.
1: If you're, if they're a pound each and you're buying sixty of them, I'd be offering forty quid max.
0: Yeah, you know what though, Luke. Um, lock, I actually gave her five pounds with... more because I knew it was going to get. A kid. Oh my god! You, you're a car boot. You're an absolute car boot. fucking Amateur. novice. I know. Well, no, I'm not. I've been to loads of them, but I, I will always. But I will never haggle, um, especially when things are like a quid. What is the fucking point? Do you know what? Uh, this is the you... first
1: episode. My dad is a voracious consumer of my work because he's very mm. proud of me. Bless him. And um, this is the first episode. I'm going to have to fuck him, up, get him off to not watch. Get him off. To. Get... He, he can I'm going to have to get him out of there. He can't. He can't listen to this. He will be absolutely incandescent with your car he's boot sale some, discipline.
0: He's only got some uh, strong opinions on on Sheer Donaldson. Um, yeah. The uh, the yeah. I, I, I sort of finished there. Bought me wrestling figures. Um, decided to go to another car boot sale uh, near. High Wickham, Oh, was it? High, yeah. It was, it was a good twenty-five minutes. Got an Uber, <laughs> got an Uber <laughs> from one car boot to another, um, uh, and uh, yeah, I and mean, it wasn't open for another hour, so I was like, "Oh, I'll go get a coffee." But the wrestling figures were too heavy, so they hid. So I hid them in a farmer's field. It was a really fun Sunday oh morning. My Liv, I have to this say. is unbelievable. <laughs> this is so. Hang on a minute. So for
1: people who aren't quite as adept at drawing the lines. With you as, as 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 I am, so you've decided to you've announced probably you've loudly pronounced to your lovely uh, girlfriend that you're not you're going to spend the Sunday going to car boot sales yeah. on your own.
0: Was she invited or not? She was invited. But she wasn't. She was very much not interested because the problem with car boots yeah. is you got to get up at like seven o'clock in the morning yeah, to go enough. there. I mean, people set up so, yeah, from seven enough. and. And, 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 you, and the early bird uh, gets the worm, so to speak. But yeah, I, I got there. And so I you've like, got the train is... to the
1: first one no and then you've, then you've got yeah. an Uber to another one, but you've got a bag full got... of 60 wrestling figures which you've had to hide in the farmer's field and go back and get later.
0: Got, got the train to the first one. Uh, decided I was hungry, so I went to get a pork pie from uh, Tesco's, uh, and then walked to um, the, the the car boot sale. wasn't good enough. Bought some wrestling figures, but wasn't good enough. Went to another one about twenty five minutes away. Uh, a, a, a East European taxi driver was very um upset by this the the, the thinness of the country roads. I was like, y- you're working in the country, like all yeah. of the roads are small. He's like, where yeah. they build the roads so small? I was like, well, it's because it's bloody small. <laughs> it's it's a it's just a, for a tractor, isn't it? Um, yeah. But it was it was it was quite wound up that he had to drive me down these little roads. Anyway, we got there and I decided to hide my rest figures in a in a farmer's field, uh, hoping that um agricultural interest in John Cena, four John Cena figures at that, uh, was very low. Uh, Walked into town, got myself a coffee from a little coffee shop that was dominated, but it was basically like a cycling shop slash coffee shop, and it was basically where all of the cyclists used to go um, for for cups of tea and stuff like that and, and big slices of homemade cake it looked very quaint anyway uh walked into the second one um to be honest there was more stuff there there was probably about 50 or 60 uh, car boot selling stuff uh, i had to make do with a large photograph of a cat playing chess with a mouse um, and then i left soon <laughs> after there
1: so that's what you bought
0: back up back on the road yeah i bought a um i bought yeah a little a little a mouse playing um chess with a cat but it was very and i was feeling a bit i was getting a bit fruity at that point because i was i'd had very little sleep and the woman went uh there you go that'll be a pound. Uh, it needs to go clean i went don't we all love and then walked off i don't, <laughs> don't know what i meant i don't know what that meant no but you're, better at the, all...
1: you're you're better at the batonage than you are the haggling by the
0: sounds of it oh oh yeah no i didn't haggle for a single thing and and uh yeah to be honest um the only thing at car boots in twenty twenty of interest, uh, unless you really, really like mobile phone covers for phones that don't exist anymore, mm. um, but you is do? Um, stolen. Stole, well, I do stolen power tools. If you yeah. ever get your power tools nicked from your van, go to go to one of them because they'll be there. Because there's so many different power tools there, and they're all right, dirty so, so and used. I,
1: I, I um. I wonder. First of all, I'd like to know. I always feel like a huge weight of responsibility on behalf of the listener here to ask the right questions. Um, right. Where, where are you going to put the the porch the picture of the cat and the mouse playing chess in the house? Where are you going to put it? I d-
0: yeah, I'll probably put it in my office. Give it a good clean first. I mean, it is an awful bit of seventies kitsch, but but you just yeah. look at that cat and you look at that mouse. That cat's probably long dead. The the mouse even longer. Um, but they were to be honest, they'd only just started the chess match. So yeah, it, I was um, I'm interested to see how it was going to pan out. To be quite frank, could have been a bloodbath. <laughs>
1: um, been and a and, blood and um blood. and then did you feel like you um you wanted to um. Your driving test because you have to get around the countryside yeah, in that way. Yeah, that was, yeah.
0: Well, I've, got my C- I've, got, I've got my CBT test uh, for a little scooter. Oh, that's right. Um, You're getting a motorbike, aren't um, you? Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll get a little scooter, see, see how we go. Um, but then I did see a man driving down the street really, really quickly on a scooter. I thought, that's too fast. That's too fast. <laughs> that's, you know, like, because not being a driver all of my life and, and hitting 39 and going, turns out going anything faster than like five miles an hour, which is, is five miles an hour a reasonable um, top speed for a human running man? No. No? Three no. miles an hour? No, it's like 12 or something,
1: isn't it? Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah. The top sprinters, and I know that's not what you're talking about, mm. but the top sprinters in miles per hour, I mean, like I'm pretty sure Usain Bolt can run at like 30 miles an hour almost.
0: Really? Like wow! 20, oh, definitely twenty-five. Bad, definitely twenty-five. So you could legally speed in certain places. Yeah, twenty is plenty <laughs> around here, mate. It'd be in big trouble. I think cyclists plenty. do occasionally yeah.
1: get get the old air ticket, but but so I think yeah, if yeah. You, it depends on what um, type of scooter you're talking about. Because where I come from, a scooter is like a moped, but you're not talking about that, no.
0: No, no, I get a moped, but for a fifty, is it? 50, oh, yeah, 60, get 120 cc. You need you need like a you need a license CBT, to yeah. to be on the road. Yeah. yeah.
2: So oh, when you get that, out out. that's I'll, amazing. I'll keep,
0: you, I'll keep you posted. I'll keep you a couple of weeks time. I'll have done it. I'll let you know. Wow, that's a really big
1: development. Are you can have an open face helmet.
0: <laughs> well, surely they're all open faced. You got to see how. No, you get
1: you? ones. You get ones that kind of cover your chin, and then they've got a visor. And ah, you get the kind of Vespa type right. mod scooter kind of open face ones, which I think you should definitely get.
0: I'm gonna get one of those watermelon ones. Just like yeah, that's under, yeah, that's what I'm talking
1: about. Yeah, and do, in just, developing countries, watermelon yeah, use an actual watermelon. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, so my dad, my dad's, um, frequents car boot sales quite a lot, and he at the moment mm. he's got this. You know, last time I told you, I I, I spoke to him and he was um de rusting an anvil. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, but now he's moved on to this thing where he's quite into restoring like park benches. He's he's really he's really good at it. So what mm. but what he'll do is he will find a park bench on like Gumtree or whatever, or just like a bench, yeah. not necessarily a park bench, but you know what I mean, like a, a garden bench. Mm. And um, he'll get, he'll pick up like a dilapidated one for literally like a fiver, and he'll go mm. and get it. Bit and then wood. what he'll do is he'll go around car boot sales looking for what what I guess, what he certainly calls and what I guess are called uh, bench ends, which are like brass, and you affix yeah. each end of the wood into the bench ends and you screw them in. And you can beautifully like restore the wood and the, and the brass and all that kind of stuff. And what you end up with is a really nice, like upcycled bench. And he's just finished one and he's now working on another one. So, I mean, depending on what part of the country you're in, Donnie, you might actually bump into uh, Big Daddy Moore at some
0: point. <laughs> Send bleh. us a pic then. I want to see that. I, I, yeah, I, I, I will.
2: Watch,
0: I watch a lot of people on YouTube restoring old, um, uh, like cast iron skillets and stuff. I, I love all that stuff. You should start a YouTube channel. Daddy Muir on YouTube.
1: Yeah, he doesn't. The thing about my dad is like he, he's kind of a weird curiosity because he does like the internet, like most dads do, but he's not that into it. So like he's not into he's not on Facebook or anything like that. He kind of mm. likes, um, I think he likes watching Netflix, and um, he likes sending like emails to his brother. That's kind of that's pretty much it. Really. So he doesn't really do anything
0: else on the internet just, other than that. It's just the box where I send emails to my brother on. <laughs> yeah, so he, he'll be he'll be.
1: I think he will be across the idea that he really should be doing his banking online, for example.
0: Right, okay. and maybe
1: he'll kind of in a little bit of that. But generally speaking, he's not like a he's not one of these dads who joins all these Facebook groups posting about like immigrants. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. which I'm actually I just very take happy a lot about. Of time. <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't, he, and he doesn't, he doesn't even really share um, memes in WhatsApp groups. Oh, right, what it? I know? No minions memes. Nah, not really. He he, he does something oh. which is very sweet, which we've got a family WhatsApp group, and every Sunday night he sends a very long message about what he's been up to, and that, that he hopes we've all had a nice weekend, and that he'll look That's forward nice. to speaking to us. Yeah, it's really sweet. So he does that, yeah. but he's not. He's more just about um, being in the shed and just doing practical stuff, mate, or riding around on his um, what are those bikes that have got a battery on them, e bike. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's got I an guess. e-bike, and he, and he sometimes texts me about how fast he's building his e-bike. That's kind of his thing. That's all he does, really. <laughs>
0: ah, lovely. Yeah. Look, I think that I think that he should, um, but he should. It's not about him consuming YouTube. I think he should be on YouTube restoring these park benches. It's incredibly relaxing. <laughs> watching know, I understand a that, Peter. Not doing what he I
1: know, does. I know he'd have a viewer in you, but what I'm trying to say is, if my dad doesn't even really know how to watch YouTube, that for me is very much the rung mm. on the ladder to having your own YouTube channel, isn't it? So yeah, it's it a bit of a be bottleneck, tough for isn't it? Him. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> if I can't explain what YouTube actually... I mean, he knows what it is, and he just doesn't really get involved mm. that much. I could probably get him to 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 get to do it, but I mean, I think really he's more about the honour of it, not the glory, to be honest.
0: <laughs> him and his mate Ray, new, who lives down buy. the road,
1: they're always doing stuff in the garage. Like, <laughs> like he he, um, he said to me the other day, he was um he was in his mate Ray's van, and... Mm. Um, he didn't realise that Ray had put like a supercharged turbo thing in the van just for no reason. Yeah. And so Ray, Ray put it, his foot down really and the fast. car just, and the van just went. <laughs> like it was amazing. It was, it was, it was honestly a really good story. I've, I've, I've done, I've not done it justice there. But he, he and Ray are like thick thickest things. They right. just go around restoring things and driving around buying things off people.
0: Look, this is a TV deal. This is a TV development deal waiting to happen.
1: Yeah. You and Moo's and
0: Moore's well, dad, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He could be teaching their feckless um, offspring how to fucking put wire up a kettle plug or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd do be. It I would
1: very much be feckless in there. Um, <laughs> Pete, speaking of speaking of the old um, the old technology, did you read that hmm. thing that came out? Um, I think it might have been a week or so ago about um, that electronics companies have started to develop um, disinfection cabinets now.
0: Have you seen this? To put the oh well a like UV light kind of things to put in the um to put your bits and bobs in, like your phone yeah. and stuff.
1: Yeah, so basically it looks yeah. a bit like a microwave and you put it in the hallway mm. of your house, and when you come in, because obviously because of the pandemic, it uses yeah. UV light to kill bacteria and viruses and stuff mm. on things like keys and mobile phones and maybe like if you've got a kid, they're toys. So as you come into the house, you put it in there, you give it a blast, and then you know that it's um it's kind of clean, um, and and electronics companies are, are anticipating these are going to be like the must-have new, uh, I guess, gadgets like electrical dev- devices. I, I mean, does that seem like reasonable to you? Is that think something you're you're a, you're a famous uh, friend of technology? What do you think
0: about this? I am um, well I I um I think on the little stakano thread I I suggested getting one, uh, for the office. So do you know just call me Donaldson the future Peter. I mean that would be a weird way of saying it, but Peter the yeah. Donaldson future. No Peter no. the future Donaldson. Have another go. <laughs> I said we should get a little a little. Temp- what, but but if you promise... introduce yourself
1: to people, uh, people are going to think well he might know about the future, but he seems a bit mental.
0: Yeah, they they'll sort of go. He's introducing me uh, himself to me three different times and in three different ways. <laughs> Um, you should but, bluff uh, it out
1: by going. In the future, we all we all speak like this. <laughs>
0: That's how we all speak. Words aren't even important. Words mean nothing. Yeah, um, yeah no. The, the, I think I suggested a little while ago that you can pop, pop your pop your bits and bobs, pop, pop your mic muffs in there, pop your microphones in there, kill all the bugs. That you certainly have them in. Um, they've had them in tattoo uh, places and and kind of sparse for quite a while um, to to disinfect quickly and, and safely all of the stuff. I don't really know how they do it though with the old UV light. You certainly shouldn't scrimp on them. That's all I'm saying. Well, they you them the very Japanese cheap from onsens, China. But... <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, presumably you're right, though. They, they, this will be a, a thing that's uh, more and more popular because people's phones are filthy, aren't they?
1: Apparently so, yeah. Apparently, like, um, mm. mobile phones and uh, computer keyboards are the, uh, the breeding ground for, for that kind mm. of stuff. So um, I've actually got a bit of a problem with my laptop now. Like, the T button and the R button and the E button won't stop sticking. Right, it's, it's okay. a real pain, and I've got this um, air cleaner thing. It looks a bit like an aerosol, and it's got a little mm. stick on the end of it to clean it out. But it's not fucking working.
0: It's a real pain. Hard, hard on the old. Uh, is it like a MacBook Air? It's like a little thin yeah. keyboardy sort of thing? Right? Yeah. yeah. I I fell this weekend. I actually thought I'd ruined my um, MacBook in that I fell down the stairs uh, and it hit the wall. Wow. Yeah. um And also, I got chicken grease in the in the key, <laughs> but it seems all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how did you fall down the so, stairs? Uh, chicken grease. He <laughs> <You laughs> greased the banister. Just, just in my socks. Just in my socks fell down the stairs. it's just it was it was rather foolish of me, unfortunately.
1: Well, and you were holding <laughs> the MacBook at the
0: time. And I was holding the MacBook at the, at the time. Took a big wedge out the out the wall. That's not going to come out. That's not going to buff out. Have you found the oy adapt- oy oy. so the ad- the adaptation
1: you've had to make or the adaptation you've had to make to um. Domestic life. Existing in a, right, yeah. It involves you falling down the stairs and going to two car boot sales already.
0: Yeah, I like it. Have you got a garage? <laughs> got a garage, yeah. Oh, what have you put in garage, there? garage, yeah. Just all, just stuff. Just bits Bag of cement bottles, gone hard. Bag of cement gone hard. Uh, uh, um, grass cutting machine. Some people call them a mower. 60, 60 wrestling figures.
1: What did Mark Haynes of WrestleMe of- say about your wrestling figures?
0: He was quite. He was quite into them, to be honest. I think he was surprised that um, a boy needed four John Cena's and two Undertakers. But there's certainly a lot of uh, there's two Ultimate Warriors. Um, so what I did immediately was to make the Ultimate Warrior have sex with himself. He was a notable homophobe, um, so really sticking it to a dead man. Uh, Is he dead, Ultimate yeah, Warrior? Was, that's what I, Yeah, he he was inducted to the Hall of Fame and then I think died the, the day after. I know he became like, Warrior, quite a mad politician. Yeah, he was he was a politician but he was certainly a uh, he was a he was a conservative commentator to be honest the stuff he sort of said pales in comparison with what's been said in the last five years he probably would have had a, a lovely time in the he would have been seen as as the middle ground quite frankly the things he yeah. says back but in did, the day. i so, mean yeah. you say you say
1: he was a a extreme
0: political commentator i mean isn't that most people these days i guess so yeah we've all got opinions have not we ahead of his time and we're not afraid to share them No,
1: and we're going to share some more opinions, probably chiefly on the back of people's emails, Pete, after this ad break. So should we take a quick one and then come back? Let's do it.
2: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do
2: Join me, Melissa Reddy, and listen to my brand new podcast, Between the Lines. I'll be speaking to the biggest names in football about the captivating, behind-the-scenes stories fans want to hear. From major talking points to untold anecdotes, you'll hear from some of football's leading stars as well as those working in the shadows. In our first episode, I spoke to former Spurs manager Maurizio Pochettino about that Amazon documentary.
0: We feel responsible
1: because it was uh, very difficult to say yes to open the door to Amazon. Only we watch with Jesus the 25-minute first, because it was until
2: we uh, left the club. And on our latest episode, I investigate how prevalent and damaging social media abuse is in football. And I was, like, taking all this negativity onto myself, and I did, I kind of lost myself and my personality because I knew everything that was going on around it. And it's not until I actually got to a stage where I thought, like, I can't take this anymore, it is becoming too much for me, that I spoke out about it craving football insight well look no further listen to between the lines with me melissa reddy via spotify apple Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasts
0: this was a stakano production and we're back. It's the Luke and Pete Shaw. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, uh, it's hello at LukeandPeteShaw.com. I'm Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Luke Moore. Luke, what's the email Bounty brought us this week? Well, it's, um, it's, it's very, very plentiful
1: as it normally is. Um, mm. And the first email that, that grabbed my attention this week is someone who chimed in about the antics they got up to while working at a supermarket. Uh, right. Okay. One thing I forgot to say about that last week is that um, there was this guy I used to work with as well at the supermarket um, who was a like a genuinely very very good blagger. Like he he would get mm. off. I mean, because at one point my, my antics got me into so much trouble that I ended up getting stuck out in the car park kiosk at the end of the car park just checking people's receipts <laughs> every day. Uh, and um so and that wasn't too bad because I had like a little radio. And it's before the internet, really. So there was no kind of mobile phones or internet. So I had the radio. He said, listen to Radio 1 all day. Um, grab a paper from um, the newspaper kind of bit on in the supermarket on the way out. Get my car park here set up for 7 a.m. And just sit there mm. till 3 uh, with a little break for lunch. And it, it was in the summer and it was actually all right. But anyway, this guy, he was a little That's bit more thing. senior than me. And he was like a legendary boozer as well. And one thing I forgot to say last week is that at one point, I, I'm pretty sure I remember him on a very early on a Sunday morning when he was supposed to be stocking up the, um, the, 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 the the supermarket before it opened. He was like sleeping on the bottom shelf of the crisp aisle.
2: Like, so basically <laughs> uh, just tucked himself on the shelf. in.
1: Yeah, just snoozing away. So look, everyone got up to it back in the day. And I also remember someone else who should remain nameless uh, when they had a hangover being really hot and so used to spend all their time in the freezer in the chiller out the back drinking Sunny Delight. That'd have been you, Donnie. <laughs> again,
0: yeah. again I, I would have turned yellow. I'm surprised I wasn't one of those kids who turned yellow after drinking all of Sunny D. I bet you loved Sunny Delight, didn't you? Mm, bit too late for my uh, for my taste. I sort of I'd sort of graduated on a cloudy lemonade by the time Sunny D came out. Right.
1: Was, Son- yeah, was yeah. Sunny Delight just like a really well-branded and marketed orange juice?
0: Yeah, it was very strong though, very very sugary, way more sugary than anything we'd expected before, and probably a bit more tart as well. But I'd, is it is it I'd illegal? Gravitate, that, right? I'd, I'd gravitate. Um, I think it would fall foul of certain junk food taxes, uh, certainly. But then I I kind of I like the Hawaiian. Um, or uh, like uh, kind of Jamaican punch you'd get in kind of specialist London shops, like Bigger Juice and stuff like that. Big fan of that uh, back in the day. That was like more sugary than, than than Sunny D. And also Carbonators as well. Great on a hangover. Fantastic. Bigger Juice. Cannot get enough. I hope it still exists.
1: Yeah, apparently it's called Sunny D now. And you can still get it in the US. Although I've not mm. seen it um, in my most recent visits there. But no. apparently in December 1999, there was a lot of negative publicity because um, a four-year-old girl experienced her skin turning orange due to the product's use of beta carotene for colour because she was drinking an estimated one and a half litres of sign of light a day. I mean, first of all, she's four. Her parents should be yeah. helping her out there. But, I mean, that's not a great look for a brand, is it? I mean, quite no, literally, it's, it's a not. terrible look. Mind <laughs> you, everyone's doing it these days, aren't they? Um, anyway... Anyway, um, Andrew's been in touch saying, good afternoon, lads. Following on from Luke's story about his work hideaway, it reminded me of when I worked for a supermarket chain. I won't name names, apart from the fact to say that they used a pocket tap on their ads. Um, I used to run the beers, wine and spirits section, even though I was only 17. I walked into work at 6 a.m. and the only people in at that time were the bakers. I walked to our stock room and decided that I couldn't be bothered that day. So I left a note in the diary pretending it had been left by one of the night workers saying I ran in sick. And so I went home. The thing is, I clocked in, but I never clocked out. And the next day when I came in, I spoke to the admin lady and said I forgot to clock out. So she manually put in that I finished at 6 p.m. Not only did I get a day off, I got paid a 12-hour shift and didn't use my holiday up. Love the pod, as always, and look forward to more stories. All the best, Andrew. Andrew, that is dishonest, and Pete Dawson will take very, very unkindly to that, won't you, Pete?
0: The dream. That is the dream. Doing something that you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this, and then someone enables you to get away with it more deeply than you ever thought possible. I'm big on that. That's great news.
1: So a couple of um, things off the back of that. One would be that... I might have mentioned this before, but I'm not sure. So I'll just, I'll just very, very quickly recap it if I have. Um, that. I know someone who used to work at a, a supermarket and first thing in the morning used to buy a sausage roll, right? So he mm-hmm. would buy a sausage roll for like 50p, go to the counter, buy it, pay for it, and get the receipt, right? Then he would spend the rest of the day <laughs> eating sausage rolls. And if anyone questioned him, he just pulled the receipt out. So no, I bought it earlier. <laughs> right? uh, and number <laughs> number two, when I worked at an office a, office, it's, I think it was a building. I think it was an office. It was an office, but I think it was a government department based down where I'm from. Um, mm. I'm not going to say it was. Um, we used to, have to clock in and clock out. So you'd come in, you'd swipe your card, and it would say the minute you came in, and then you would do the same when you left, obviously. And it would it would accrue your minutes. And so sometimes if you were over your minutes for like two weeks, you get a day off or whatever. But crucially. Right. You used to have to clock out and clock back in again for lunch. So if you only took like twenty minutes for lunch, you would um, you would obviously you, you work more more minutes basically. But we used to obviously yeah. want to take like an hour for lunch. So what we used to do is we used to give a load of um, of our clocking in cards to one person on a rotational basis who used to once a week have to go back to to work early after lunch oh. and swipe everyone back in. Nice. And then we would go back in after. So you'd get an extra like forty minutes work. It's dishonest. It's probably theft. But you know, I'm not perfect and nor is anyone. So I'm, I'm just trying no. to um I'm just trying to share the the stories that I've experienced.
0: I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying it's what happened. I'm saying it's a good thing. Uh, Lewis Watson says, Hi gents. I messed I met uh, Buster Blood Vessel. Oh,
2: Remember cool. we were
0: talking about him last week, the guy with the big fat belly and the big old chunky tongue. He's skinny. Um, I met he is, yeah. I, I met Buster Bloodbust in Uxbridge around 10 years ago after bad manners played to around 30 people in a rundown pub on Christmas Eve. Buster and the band uh, hang about, hung about for ages afterwards with me and my pals necking several tequilas with the great man singing back to him his own hit. Um, Buster is uh, from around the area and is a great narrowboat enthusiast. Uh, right. He lives on a narrowboat in Hayes and he's often spotted around the area. Uh, he had a gastric bypass years back and is now unrecognisable from the man in the 80s and the 90s. He's a top bloke. Love the show, guys. Lewis. Thank you for that particular email, uh, Lewis. But I like the idea of uh, Buster Blood Vessel residing on a narrowboat.
1: Yeah, I liked it. Um, I like it when rock stars uh and people like that have like a quite random alternative interest yes so, like, yeah Ni- neil right. young is famously into cars and trains in like quite a big way and um mm. and for example david bowie was quite into the nazis for a bit <laughs> he was yeah so yeah it happens to all of them uh dave, i think My, i uh... think david gilmore's dave gilmore's got a i think he's got his own recording studio on a narrow boat
0: oh that's nice would it be well insulated? I don't really... Maybe it would be, actually. Cause How it would it be work, connected Pete, to, you reckon? Because the pipes wouldn't be connected to anything. The uh, Yeah, I guess it's probably an idea. How's he powering it, though? You're kind of insulated. How's he powering it? I don't know. With um, a big battery? Um, a, a generator? I don't know. Generator's too
1: noisy, surely.
0: Well, he, I would use a generator to power a UPS power supply um and but if he's all if he's all analog uh, actually if he's all digital the power supply is probably not going to be hit that hard so you could probably get a good few hours of uh, recording time out of it i don't really yeah. know how narrow about power uh, how narrow about power works i presume a generator powers a battery and then a battery charges the rest of your your bits and your bobs but i think you could probably plug in
1: when you're more up as well to charge things mm. so my yeah, friend I mitch so. who is the most australian man i've ever met he lives on a narrow boat that he did up himself and mm. I think he's got a lot of solar power I think
0: yeah
1: and um but he's got like a full Wi-fi he works freelance and I think he's like a um, web designer but he just does it all from his narrow boats' a very idyllic life but I think I'm right in saying that his girlfriend at the time refused to move on to it with him and oh, no, uh, which caused sexy. quite which caused quite the schism quite the ruction.
0: um yeah the uh, they've got like a lot of um I notice a lot of them down down absolutely where they um, a lot of them have got satellite um, connectivity. So they've got little satellite uh, connectors for, for Wi-Fi and stuff like that. So they don't have to worry about 4G or stuff like that. It's just straight from space, baby. Is that, is, that, is that expensive or cheaper than... Yeah, it's very expensive, but it's a bit more reliable, maybe. I don't know. I'll tell right. you what
1: I love, I don't... Pete. Speaking of technology, right, uh, you might mm. know more about this than me. I absolutely love a
0: Comrex. Uh, Comrex, now what's that?
1: Well, I think I think it's what they use, like war reporters use when they're out in the field. Like oh it, it right like a, a, like a satellite like, phone. Yeah, it's wicked. Mm. I've used one before when we had to record a couple of radio shows in lockdown. Very mm. very enjoyable. You you genuinely felt like you were a, you know, you were a war reporter but from the safety of your own home. And <laughs> if you're someone who's frightened of that kind of work, which I very much am, it was kind of a nice little buzz.
0: Mm, yeah. I mean, I guess now nowadays um they did not to get too technical but instead of the, the Comrex satellite stuff, they have or maybe this is still Comrex. Um, they have options where they would have um, three or four um, different 4G connections. So they'll have like one from Vodafone, one from O2, one from EE, uh, and follow off, like square away all of the um, the, 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 the connections. And mm. we, when one falls down, the other one takes over. And then if the other one falls down, the other one takes over. It's how they do it on the trains. Um, they use different network providers. They're, a like, metaphor for collaboration
1: that we could all do a lot more of.
0: Yeah. I'm right. Why don't we just have one big network, guys? Why don't we just all yeah. get together? Um, yeah. I um, think in
1: the unlikely Sorry. event that our listeners have got anything to say on that, they should get in touch. <laughs> hello at Lukeandpeatshow.com. <laughs> I they used the comrex. Yeah, perhaps you want to email in and, and you know lament the passing of ISDN in favour of an IPDTL model. <laughs> you know, that's something that yeah. we could all get behind. Um, but I'm if right. you want to email about anything else, you're welcome to do so on the same address. Hello at dot perhaps you've bought 500 wrestling toys from a car boot sale or perhaps you also Mm. like to upcycle and restore park benches it's up to you get in touch uh, and let us know we're out of time for Monday's show but we will of course be back on Thursday with some more of this uh, inanity so do tune in subscribe leave us a review do all that good stuff it really helps other listeners to find our show say goodbye Pete Donaldson goodbye Pete Donaldson and it's goodbye from me as well see you on Thursday
0: This was a Stakhanov
2: production and part of the ACAST Created Network.